Woohoo! Welcome back, friends! Hi! <laughs> it's been about two weeks, right? Yeah. Something like that. A little bit of three a break. Weeks. Yep. Season yep. three. Yep. Season Recap. three of Kicking It With Jesus. <laughs> this is Trisha. And I'm Evangelist Lorian. And, and we're, we're Kicking It With Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Anyway, I don't... I. Recap. We had such a great last season. I, I feel really like did. the testimonies that we had on, even talking about the Holy Spirit. Random conversations. Oh, yeah. man. That was so good. So if you haven't heard and you're just signing in to Kicking It With Jesus, go back and listen to season one, mm-hmm. season two. And then all Spicy conversations. Spicy Jezebel. That was a good one. Yeah, it was. Ooh. So, I feel like this season is going to be kind of maybe a little bit different. Mm. Uh, I'd like to just kind of introduce and and touch base on just some things that were were brought to our attention. That, you know, somebody, Dina, the first testimony that we had of season two, touched base on, you know, the New Age movement. Yeah. The New Age religion. So we're gonna have that in a, in a couple weeks. We're gonna have her and Denise mm. on. Yeah. And we're gonna, we're just gonna touch on that, talk about that. But, and I'm really excited about that. I'm really We'll talk about, about just different religions. Yeah. Um, I think I'm really excited because it's so popular right now. <laughs> and it's always been so popular. Yeah. Like the new age movement has been so popular, right. but Oh, well, it's so it's gonna be a good conversation. Absolutely. And Dina knows a lot about it, so I'm just I'm very excited to talk about it. Right, the spirit realm yeah. in and of itself, which prompted me. So the last episode, was it the no the second to the last episode of season two, we were sitting with Osiris and we were mm-hmm. talking at the table. And I was talking about a particular movie. The movie was called Divination, which prompted me the other day to, because there was a lot of hits on, on, not a lot of hits, but a few people asked about that movie. Right. So today's Friday, so it was what, Wednesday? I watched Divination again. And all right, so let's just say it was a low budget movie. Right. It's, you know, it, it's a Christian movie. So a lot of Christians just don't have a whole lot of money right, to make right. it like a Hollywood <laughs> flick, you know? But, Trisha, I mean, some things you have to kind of like, the tree, the blood, you know, you gotta, like, what are you talking about? The tree and the blood. Right. Well, Jesus hung on a tree. Right. And it was his blood that paid the price for humanity's sin, right? right? right. So, as I'm watching this this movie, I, at certain points, I got filled with the Holy Spirit and I just either was speaking in tongues Mm. or I stopped singing a song that God puts in my heart, like, And I think to myself, as I'm watching this movie, and there's so many people that we're born spiritual beings. Right. We've got like this thing inside of us that longs for spirituality. Right. 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 So this searching for, and that's the truth. And. Because we were born in the image of God. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I can go deep there, but I won't. But as I'm watching this movie, this lady, you can see the desperation of wanting her husband to be better. So she goes to this lady, and she's one of her friends. She's like, you know, this is what ha- is happening with my marriage, and she 
gives her these things and has her make a blood covenant and I'm oh like God. yo man <laughs> like you really just don't understand what you're tapping into and how you allow the enemy to come in right and just I think that people have good intentions but they don't because it's not right in front of us. Like, Jesus isn't standing where we can see. The Holy Spirit isn't standing that our eyes can see. So I think they have good intentions, but they don't understand the spirit within us. You know mm. what I mean? Where just because you can't see Jesus, he is standing right there. His, the Holy Spirit is there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just think that people do have good intentions. They just don't, they get, they get led astray. Mm. Right? I really feel that 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 is part of it. I do because you can't see the enemy either. Right. You know everything but is. If you think about it, though, people are like they're not like her intentions were for her husband, right? So right. they were for the good. Right. They're like, let me go find something that can help, and she just maybe didn't know. Like, and I think that that is today too. Right. Is like people want to be happy and want to be good and want to be kind absolutely but that's not what gets you into heaven that's not what makes you a good person right it's just doing good acts you know what i mean you know what i feel in my heart now i'm just gonna kind of shift because you just kind of opened the door so let me just <laughs> like throw myself through the door you know knowing that there are so many people that i've talked to that are so hurt by the church. Mm. The pastors, the deacons, the pastors' wives, the, the members of the church, you know, name it. They're so hurt that they leave the church, they leave God, and then they're, they're broken. Right. Because they don't deal with. I met a woman today. And. She had. Two brothers. One was 29. And the other was 15. And they both died. Wow. Not together. But they both passed away. And she said. I have not been in church. For one year. And my heart broke for her. It just broke for her as she's laying there on my lash bed and I'm trying to do lashes and she's just weeping. And she said, I, I used to dance for Jesus and I miss him. I, I haven't in a year. And I get it. Like, God, what are you doing? Right. <clears throat> Why? Why did you take my brothers? Right. And my heart hurt for her. It really hurt for her. And then I could hear the Lord say, they're in glory. No more leukemia. Wow. No more pain. No more sorrow. No more tears. It's done. The old is gone, the new is come. Wow. And I know that she knew that. But sometimes we need to be reminded yeah, that's good. that there really is a life after this life. Right, right. For eternity. Forever. Right. It just doesn't stop. Right. You'll either live or you'll die over and over and over. Yeah, that's good. Well, it's not good, but yeah. It's the truth. It's true, yeah. And it... But it doesn't make it hurt any less. It doesn't make it hurt any less when the ones you love die, even if you know they're right. going to in an eternity forever and ever. It still can make you fall away from God and be mad at Him, right? I, I mean, think He understands it, though. I do. You know... I think he, I, I mean, 
I'm not God, but I think he he lost his son. Come on. So Come how on. could he not have been angry at the people that made him lose his son? And I, I know I don't know if that's right or wrong, but that's what I as a parent, that's what I could feel. You know what I mean? He had to have felt something. He has to I know Jesus felt everything we feel. He did. Anguish, anxiety. I mean, even him begging his father to take this cup. Or even better yet, how about you are extended in the air, stripped naked. Right. Uh, let's just call it for what it is. He didn't have like this cloth on. Right. Okay? Like beaten and battered so bad that he had no flesh. Right. The physical and the emotional pain. And he's he's hanging. Right. Suffocating to death. His tongue is swell, swole, swollen in his mouth. And he, he gets to say seven things as he is hanging on the cross. And one of them, the presence of his father is gone. Mm. And he's like, why have you forsaken me? Why have you left me? Why am I here by myself? What did I do? That's so great. That just... And it is because he took on himself everything that I was. Right, me, yeah. How can I not love him? Right. How can I not love him? If you were to be honest before God, I mean honest, And you put your heart before the Lord. Who are you really? Mm. Who are you really? Open. Can you see? These are the things that I feel in my heart, Trisha. We forget. We become bowed down with religion and the do's and the don'ts and the, the... Like I said earlier, the organization of the church. Stop it. Did you forget that there's this passage in Revelations 2 and it says this. I'm just going to paraphrase it. He stops talking and he says, and Lori, you did this, 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 and this, and you were really good at it. And I'm happy about that. I'm happy that you don't tolerate this and you do this and you glorify me here and there and you're good. But I have this one thing against you. Just one. You forgot your tremendous love for me. Mm. You forgot the height of your sin. You forgot what I saved you from. How can we overcome? The Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb, his blood, and the word of our testimony. How can we really testify if we kind of forgot why we called out to Jesus to begin with when he knocked and we opened the door? How? That's good. Do you understand? I do. And it's... This isn't the same, but it is the same because this is, I've been feeling like this for a little while now. And it's like, I keep, and I, I, I talk to you like every day of my life. (laughs) Which is so nice. And and I just like know your journey and like what you're going through and where you're going and where God's taking you and stuff. And it's like so powerful, right? So I'm, I'm like watching this evolve. (laughs) It's powerful for you. But I'm watching this evolve, right? And then I sit back and I'm like, okay, God, but what am I doing? And I literally had that conversation today. Like, what am I doing? Why haven't you called me to do anything? You know what he said to me? Go ahead. (laughs) I gave you these two small children. Come on. Like, your time right now is them, is raising up 
to warriors. Like, that is what I'm calling you. I'm not calling you to go out and preach to the world or that's not what I'm calling you to do. I'm calling you to raise these two children. And I always feel like sometimes like, but that's not enough. That's not enough. What am I do? I feel like it's just so mundane. And that's where I, I have to like check myself, you know, because it's not mundane, you know. It took me 31 years. Was I 31 when I had a baby? 31 years. 31? Yeah. 32? Almost 32 years to have a child and from when i got saved to who i am today i can see why my life went the way it did because i if i had a kid back then when he saved me i wouldn't have been able to raise the kids that i have now so it is it is like we do have to stop and remember where god has taken us from what he saved us from yes ma'am and not even just like what he saved us from hell saved me from myself because even like when I was in the car the other day and I was just rambling on I've always said what I don't know why I've come to Jesus I don't have that aha moment or I was a alcoholic or a drug addict but the pride inside of me and it's not even like really my fault or not my fault it's just me always wanting to do everything on my own i don't need that help i don't need this i don't need that so of course in my own walk with jesus i'm like i don't need god to help me where now i'm realizing no i need jesus to help me every more the moment i open my eyes i need to (laughs) please because i can't do this by myself i think there's i want to go back for one second and i want I want to touch on you raising your daughters. First, let me say how powerful it is first that you're saved and God has given you two human beings to raise for him Mm. because there will come a time where your child will grow and everything that you poured in the the god the prayers the tears the seeing your children in the future and praying for them for the future mm-hmm. for their husbands for their children and so on and so on right right because there's going to come a time where the both of them will get older and try to tap into the things of the world. Right. But there's this promise that says that if you train up a child in the way that they should go, when they're old, they won't depart from them. Because there's this covenant, this promise that God has made, and they won't ever be able to escape it. Because you did it. Go back to work. Can you really do it properly? No, not really. So, don't ever think, please, that what you're doing is not important. Because it is. If you don't do it, will it get done? No, not with the world that we have today. I mean, they need you. They need the God in you. They need your love. They need your discipline. They need your structure. They need all of that because that's what makes a person. You can't have, you can't do life without all those things. Right. Do you know what I mean? So please don't ever think that. That, that is something that is not, it is. Plus, Trisha, let's face it, you're a lot younger than me. I've already done all that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and 
I'm not going to say it again, but, you know, I, I just really feel like, Lord, really, this is what you're calling me to? Like, uh, uh, you sure? Because I'm not too sure about that. And I just feel like I won't have anything to do with it. I won't have anything to do with evangelizing and leading people and I won't have anything to do with it. I think God is going to go, all right, get out of the way. Let me do it. I got you. I just feel like that's why I keep thinking about Paul. <laughs> because that's exactly what you are doing. Not saying that you were like Paul and you hated Christians and whatever. What I'm just saying is that. No, I really did. <laughs> but no, but what I'm saying is like, really how many people point. are going to say to you, well, women aren't supposed to preach. Women aren't supposed to do that. Women aren't supposed to do that. It's already happened. But look at Paul in the Bible. First of all, I'm amazed by how many books in the Bible he he has written in the New Testament. Yep. He, I don't know if he was Jewish or he wasn't a Jew or whatever. What his, I'm not really 100% sure on that. He was a Jew. So he knew God. He hated Christians. He hated Christians because but of... But look how many people he he turned. That's why I'm saying. Like, the reference to it is so similar. Because the moment you decide and you stop allowing the, the enemy to talk to you... Mm. Because that's what you're doing. You're letting the enemy have a sit here and have a conversation with you. Because the moment you step over that threshold with both feet... The, the amount of women, the amount of people you're going to help usher to that side with God is like Paul. How many people? They'll because they were like, oh, but you were, you know, just trying to kill us Jews or us Christians. And his testimony brought them. You know, it's just Absolutely. It's so powerful. It's like I do want to say that again though. It's like you're dancing with the devil. In your mind. All the time. All the time. And he's probably not even mm -hmm. that good of a salsa dancer. <laughs> At all. <laughs> I definitely believe that if Jesus is front and center hmm. and he is, I'm just glorifying him. It's just, it's about you. My, one of my girlfriends used to say, hide me behind the cross. Because I don't want anybody to see me. Mm, that's good. And it's really difficult to do this. But the moment I said yes, and the moment I submitted, everything went down to the church. Right. And I just feel like, Trisha, you know, there's so many people that, so many women that are so broken by life, mm. decisions that we've made, places and spaces that we went and got used and made us broken and empty. Now what? Right. And so, the moment I said yes, Jesus did what Jesus did, and I'm already. Women aren't supposed to preach. You're not supposed to be in that role. All right, so hold on. Let, let, first of all, take it up with Jesus. I right, don't know what to right, say about right. that. But, but that's where our like religion comes in. Like, why are we being so religious? And you know, I if you look at the word, I mean, really look at the word and dive into it. That was Paul speaking, not God. Hmm. Number one. Number two, Trisha, listen. There's five offices that the Bible speaks of. A prophet, an apostle, a teacher, a pastor, and an evangelist. 
Okay? These are the things that God has called. So I can, I can be an evangelist. I can be a teacher. I can be an apostle. I can be all these things. But I can't be a pastor? Hmm. Huh? Right, that doesn't make any sense. And now, let me just clarify. I don't call myself a pastor. I don't. I don't feel in my heart that that is what God called me to. Right. To stay in a stagnant place and be a shepherd over a flock. Right. Will I do it if God says? Yes. But right now, I'm an evangelist. I love to go to different places and just talk about Jesus. One of my teachers passed away. Another one. She was 43. And Jesus said to me, she's more alive than she's ever been. Tell the people. And I wrote this whole service out, this whole thing. And my husband kept saying the whole week, babe, I'm telling you, you're not going to read that. I'm reading it. I wrote, <laughs> I took the time, I wrote it. I'm reading it. <laughs> and so, you know, people are coming in and, man, don't be sad. Don't be sad. Mm. She's with the one that she loved. So I go up, I bring my book, my glasses, all the teachers from Lori's Little Lambs that were there. I opened the book and I just stopped talking from my heart. Mm. And then I said to them, listen, if you want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ into your life, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Don't be looking around at people. This is a moment where you and Jesus, for your name to be recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. Pray with me, with your heart. And so I lead them into this prayer of, you know, yeah, I'm a sinner. I know it. You don't have to, you know. Right. And Jesus come in my life and live there. Change me. Right. Trisha, I looked at people. My mother was crying. My additional mom, my, you know, I do call her mom, but my stepmother, she was crying. The people in the And I realized Jesus was doing something even in a funeral in a week. People need hope. Yeah. We don't have it. No, we don't. Apart from Jesus, we have no hope. And so I really feel like, you know, doing in this, this season of the podcast, I'm going to be so excited to talk about different religions and different things that people are in. Yeah. Tell me where your hope comes from. Right. Where does your hope lie in New Age? Where does your hope lie in Jehovah Witness? Where does your hope lie in Seven Day Adventists? And where does your hope lie? Right. And then I'll tell you where mine does. Right. That's good. Is my life good all the time? No, man. Right. It's yeah. not. But faith is a beautiful gift. It's a beautiful gift to believe in something that you can't see. And then he just breathes upon my soul, you know? Right. I think that like, you just have to be really sure with anybody listening that is not uh, a follower of Jesus. I hate to say like a Christian because like I don't really follow I don't 
like to say that I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm a follower of Jesus. I try yeah. to live by what Jesus lives by. I try to do what Jesus, I feel as though Jesus wants me to do. I, I want to live like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. I'm not going to ever probably be like Jesus, to be honest. I'm just going to always strive to be that. Yeah. But the people that aren't there, aren't in Christianity or whatever, just be really sure because tomorrow isn't you could go to bed and not wake up that's what happened to my teacher at 43 right 43. it's not even like you meant to you she knew just, you were going to yeah. you knew you don't know what tomorrow brings and i don't want to make anybody ever feel bad or like i'm judging or because no. i'm not i i I genuinely just want people to feel, experience Jesus the way I've experienced Jesus. Because I've felt that loneliness that lingers on this earth. I've felt that. I've felt that my whole life. And until recently, and I've walked with Jesus for a while, and until recently, in the past three years, did that loneliness come out of mm. me that that root right you know yeah so i felt that and i just want other people to feel that that jesus that holy spirit that that he's longing for you he's literally standing at the door knocking and Absolutely. asking you to open up that's all you have to do is open the door yeah and you know speaking of roots i mean i don't think we any of us really realize the roots that run deep mm. in the soil of our hearts and souls, right? So yours was loneliness. Mine was lying. I was so, so good at lying. And, yo, I didn't even have to think of the lie. It would just go, boom. And I was three years into my walk with God. And I remember asking Jesus to pull that out of me. I don't want to be a liar anymore. Yeah. And I had gone to church. It was a Sunday night. And I went to the altar. And you know, it's kind of sad that we don't have altar calls anymore because I feel in my heart that that is the place where you surrender yourself. Mm. And that's where Jesus grabs you. Yeah. Right? That's good. So... I went to the altar and I said, Lord, I, I don't want to be a liar anymore. I would need for you to take this. And I'll never forget it for as long as I live. You know what he said to me? He said, every time you lie, I'll convict you. And you'll in turn go back to that person and tell them the truth. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I didn't want to do it like that. That's not how I was saying it. Exactly. Like, do it the way I love a liar. <laughs> Oh, that's and funny. listen, do that a couple times, and but you'll stop lying. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth because he made me do it a couple times, and you know, I have to tell you, Trisha, I don't remember from that moment to my deliverance, but it was gone. I don't know where in between, hmm. but it was gone, and I was like, "Whoa, wait." wait when did that happen that's so good and it's so so i've always been saying this that i think that god will take things from you like fully and i think that he will keep things there'll be things that he keeps because it's going to glorify him yeah but there's certain things that okay i'll take from you because you don't need that and that's how i feel with my loneliness like the loneliness i just remember like last year sometime thinking about that like wow I remember being in my room being like, wow, I don't have that feeling anymore. Mm. Like that feeling in my chest where I just feel alone and mm. sad and like this weight on my chest. Yes. Like when did that go away? Like, and I remember saying that out loud, like, wow, I don't, and yeah, I mean, I feel lonely in a sense because I'm a stay at home mom and I'm right, in the same right. four walls with two children, but not, that's not what I mean by lonely. Like, right. I don't know when that came out, but it did. 
And it's so wild that certain things we can just turn around and be like, oh, wow, God took that from me. And I can't even remember when, but he did because he's so faithful. I don't even think I ever even asked him to take that from me. Right. Like, I didn't go to an altar and ask him for that. Right. But he knew I needed it out. Exactly. There's a desperation that lies in all of us for something. Be it you're addicted to drugs, mm. you're an alcoholic, you have pain from childhood. I mean, there's a lot of people that are vexed with that. Right. Sexual molestation from childhood, name it. We have deep-rooted things, but there is a God, man, that is in the business of delivering. And sometimes I really feel like, Trisha, we have to call upon this God. Could he do it without us asking? Yes, absolutely. But there's a lot of times where he just wants you to communicate with him. Yeah. He just wants to hear your beautiful voice. You know what I mean? Right. Um, that just reminded me <clears throat> of Jesus. When he wept. Mm. Right? He knew what he was going to do. And he wept. Like, he knows what he's going to do for us. He wants us to come to him, to say it, to, to, to have that relationship with him, to know that we trust him so much that he's going to help us and not hold it in, not hold in what we feel. Like, that's how I feel with my stuff. Sometimes I'm like, I can just deal with that on my own. This anxiety I can deal on my own. This worry I can deal with on my own. But no, he wants us... He wept, even though he knew he was going to raise his best friend. He wept with her and, and took her in. You know what I mean? I do. The deepness of who Jesus is. But more than that, treasure the love that he has. He loved me. He loved ye at our worst. Mm. We could not have gotten any worse than we were that day that he stepped into our lives. That's what the book says. That's what the Bible says. And I was just saying to the girls yesterday, because I lead a Bible study, and I've said this in my, in, in my testimony in the podcast, I tried really hard to get him out of my room. Right. I did. Yeah. And truth be told, I could feel, and I wasn't saved, but I could feel the shift in the room, inside. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Like, that was my room, like, right, you know. Right. And then all of a sudden, like Moses, it was holy ground. Get out of my room. Right. And now I think, I, Trisha, thank you, Jesus, for not listening to me. Right. Thank you for pursuing me. Because where would my life be if he didn't? I'd be divorced. Right. For sure. Right, right. And I'd probably be dead. Just because of the way that I was living. Without doubt, I'd be dead. Isn't he wonderful? And that, that word isn't even like a... It's just not good enough to describe all that he's done in our life. Is it easy? Yo. It's so funny because I keep hearing, feeling in my, it's like, how do you know he's calling you? How do you know he's calling you? It's that, it's that voice, that, that thought that keeps coming to the front of your mind. Like, <clears throat> He could, he kept calling me 
before I had a baby, right? Before I got pregnant, I was still saved. Like, I got saved when I was 13, but, like, and I was still, like, going to church all the time, but I wasn't at that time. <clears throat> I was on and off in church, and my walk isn't the way it is now. And he just kept calling me. And if he didn't keep calling me, if he didn't keep putting that on the forefront of my mind, I just think about who I would have been. I probably would have been divorced. For sure. Like, that's... Like, then I got pregnant. And even even being pregnant, I was like, I'm probably going to get a divorce. Even being pregnant. And my husband knows that. And I remember saying to Jesus... Well, if he's not going to step up, then I'm good. And the, it's just, <laughs> how do you know Jesus is calling you? Because you keep getting that thought in the front of your head. That's Jesus calling you. You keep getting that thought. Whatever that thought is that's leading you to him, that's him calling you. And that's, I, just, I don't know, that's so powerful. It is. Because, like, why does he keep calling you? What was my life to him? You know what I mean? Everything. Like, that's so wild to me, though, because... Everything. The loneliness that I felt and not being wanted... I mean, yo, that is... That might... That loneliness might not be there, but that demon is still lingering. Because I have two children now, and love is a very hard thing for me. I'm a very hard person to love... And to give love. And that's because I just feel like I didn't have the kind of love that I needed my whole life, right? And that lingers still because I still, I feel my, even my three-year-old and my 10-month-old, I have to, I have to go in my room sometimes and ask the Holy Spirit to help me because I feel like they don't even love me. And that's wild to think. Right? So that's how I feel. Like, how could God have even wanted me? Why did he keep calling me? Why did he keep putting that in the front of my mind? You know what I mean? Why? Why? And people that are listening, you can think the same thing. Why? I don't know why. But I am so thankful mm. and so happy and so, so thankful that he continuously calls me even though I mess up all the time. And he still wants me, even though I don't know why. I don't think, I don't think we're supposed to know why. Right. I don't. Yeah. Because I think if we did, then it would be like, Ugh. Right, right. There's a gratitude like Brendan Link says, there's a gratitude that comes from the Old Testament says that Jesus, he relentlessly pursues us. Who does that? We tap out. Absolutely. You don't want me? <laughs> exactly. See ya. You know what I mean? But yeah. he continued, the Bible says in the New Testament, he continuously knocks. Dad was just saying that. He soft, mm -hmm. you know, with Josh, soft. Right. And then eventually it's a little bit louder. And then he's like, yo, it's boom, time now. Open the door. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming in. Like it or not. <laughs> but uh. no. You know, I just really feel like I'm grateful that he even still now doesn't give up on me. Mm. I closed the daycare December of 2021 to walk in the destiny that God had for me. Because ain't nobody taking my destiny. Right. You know what I mean? Right, he said, right. if you choose to keep the daycare, I'll bless it. But this road is your destiny in me. And if you choose to forfeit it, I'm going to give it to another. <laughs> That's mine. Right, right. But I didn't know you were calling me the pastor. <laughs> like, hello? You know what I mean? later. 
<laughs> I just been waiting. Uh, you know, and I just, I think to myself, okay, whatever you want. Because whatever you have is better. Right. Whether it is seeing people's lives transformed, people's names, yo, people's names being written in the Lamb's Book of Life. There's a pencil, and I don't care what any. I'm sorry about that. I'm just gonna insert. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was watching on I don't know TikTok probably because that's all I'm on usually. And people, there was a Satanist thing in Boston. I saw second annual. Yeah. And they were ripping the Bible. And then there was this girl, and they were ripping the Bible and saying, Hail Satan, right? And then, in the same sense, the same girl was like, oh, well, we don't really believe in Satan. Like, he's just like a metaphor. You don't believe in Satan? You're just ripping the Bible? And you're just, you just don't believe? You're just, and you're saying, Hail Satan? Like, I just, I don't understand. It's because people don't understand that we have a God that's alive and living. Like, he's, like, they're searching for the spirit. They're searching for the spirit, and he's right there. He's right. I, I just, I can't even hate on it. I can't. I can't hate on it because I understand. Because I understand where they were, where they are, because that's where I was. I was there too. Not hail Satan. I wasn't hail Satan. I always knew that there loud. was a God. Right. But. But our lives and our actions we're hailing him. Right. And I, I... I was pretending that the that God wasn't alive and living too. Like, yeah, God... Yeah, sure, God's alive. Like, you got to understand. I was just saying this to my husband. Or my mom. I forget which one I was saying it to. But your spirit. You, you believe that you have a spirit within you, right? Mm. And they said yes. Okay, well, that's... God is alive and living. Just because he's not right in front of you that spirit is alive and living mm. and when your spirit you you accept jesus your spirit he you get his spirit with your spirit inside of you you know yeah i do you know i'm gonna be honest with you you know what that didn't it really didn't affect me because there is an emptiness and a longing. That's what I see. Mm. And listen, Satanists and witches and warlocks, they ain't doing that. That's not how they roll. What's his name? Something Ramirez. His testimony? Let's talk about that. Who's that? That John Ramirez, I think his name is. He was a warlock. But anyways, when I watched that, you know what bothered me the most? How Christian people were acting. Mm. Yeah. Stop that. You don't represent me. Right. That isn't me. And that sure isn't Jesus. Right. We're not going to battle it out. That's not how we do it. Right. How about you go behind closed doors and go into your secret place? Right. That's good. And how about you pray for them? How about that? How about you love them right where they are? Right. Well, that's just like, I mean, not to bring up The Chosen on every single episode <laughs> that we have, but not to bring that up. But I like... love that show. Is it um, 100%? No, no but, but it's cool. It's like when Jesus was standing with John and James. Sons of thunder. And they started, the people started throwing stuff at them. Mm. That's where their name came from, right? And I don't know if that's exactly how it is in the Bible, what it says, how they portrayed it in the show, but that's just what, how I think about it. Jesus was like, no, back off. Like, we're not going to act like them. 
We're not going to be like that. And I think that's how we're supposed to do it now, too. Like, okay, if they're hail Satan, let them. But still follow me and love them. Love how I loved. Be how I was. Don't stand there on the street arguing with people because that's going to bring them to to Jesus. Standing there being argumentative and yelling at them and telling them that's not going to be how... You're going to win them over. And that's the truth. Love is the greatest attribute of all that God has given. How can you fight against that? Mm. You can't. Right? Right. Jesus said where to be light and where to fish for people. Right. He's called us fishers of men. Fish for people. That's our job. His job is to sort them out. Right. So how can we, where in the word does it say that we're supposed to, you're good, come on. Yeah. You believe what I do. You believe in Satan. Yeah, no, you stay over there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't work like that. Is his soul not worth right. heaven? Right. Is Does he have a background? Is he struggling in something? Does he have childhood trauma? Does he have pain? Right. He doesn't know how to sort it out? Right. So now he's got to find something that will... Attention-seeking, because that's the only... Love, maybe, he's getting. Right, right. You know, see past. Because, I mean, let's face it. Wasn't that us at one time? Mm -hmm. I got something to say about everything all the time. (laughs) Let me shut up. I don't want to say that I'm I'm not like that, but I am too. So I have something to say. That's why we have a podcast, right? Right? That's why we kick it with Jesus. (laughs) Jesus is really saying right here. Mm -hmm. I definitely can feel him in the room tonight. Mm. For sure. Even though we don't know what we're talking about, we just keep going on and on and on about (laughs) we're jumping all over the place. And I think he loves that. I think he just... I just want... I just, you know... It just keeps coming to my head. So spit it. I just feel like the the times that we're living in, mm. we need Jesus. It isn't gonna get better. Jesus is gonna come back. I seen that on a shirt the other day, and I was like, I really want that. It's like an American flag, and it says, "The time isn't gonna get better. Jesus is coming back," because it's so true. It is. And I can see it because I can see what's happening to the children. Mm. And it bothers me. And it's staring something up in my soul that's like on fight. You know what I mean? These children who don't know their identity. And it's not their fault because they don't have parents that are teaching them what God has made them to be. But the parents don't know either. Right. You can't do something you don't know. You know... Which is a hard thing to swallow. The problem is, you know, doctors will say, oh, well, you know, identity, you know, kids can know as young as four who they are. No, they can't. First of all, my daughter thinks she's a dog and she's three. There's no way in one year she's going to know what her identity is. She thinks she's a dog half the time. She eats like a dog. She doesn't know. Your brain's not even fully developed until you're 30. Come on. These children, I have a friend who has a daughter who's about, been with Josh for 11 years, so she's like 13. She's in school. And they told, her stepmom told me, she doesn't have any friends right now in school. She doesn't have any friends. And I was like, why? Because nobody will be her friend because she hasn't identified herself in either transgender 
she's a female, she's a male, she's a... I don't even know what these things are called, the ones that... The, the pansexual, I don't even know what that means. Like, she hasn't identified herself in any of these categories, so nobody will hang out with her. Now all I can think about when I saw this little boy today at the bus stop, who was a little boy with his parent standing there, purple backpack, pants, and a purple dress on. These kids, <laughs> they're all forcing each other to come up with some identity and the adults around are catering to it. They're catering to it in the schools, in at home. They're like. There's a price to pay. There's a price to pay. I believe. It's my opinion. That's a lack of discipline. You cannot change what God has established, no matter how hard you try. I believe. Because then it all comes I, down to mental illness. I believe it doesn't have anything to do with discipline. This is my opinion. I believe it has to do with your hormones. And I believe in America, what we consume is all processed food. Right. And it creates our hormones to go completely haywire. They're all out of balance. If every single person in America went and did hormone testing, they would see. Yeah. Do you know that animals, if they have a hormone imbalance, they will act as if they're the opposite sex? Did you know that? Really? Because I just found that out. I was just watching something they were saying that, talking about it. Really? So. Jesus. I believe, and this is my opinion, I'm not a doctor, we all have, I know I have, first of all, I know I have hormone imbalance, but we have, and it, I believe it starts very young. And now people are starting to say, oh, well, I am a female, but I feel all these emotions more like a male because I have a hormone imbalance, but they don't know that. So I'm, I must be a man. Or I'm a man... And I feel more feminine right. because I have a hormone imbalance and I don't get it checked and my estrogen is a little bit higher or whatever in me than it should be and I'm not helping myself to fix it. Mm. So I must be a female. And I don't believe because... This is way too spicy conversation for one. I just feel like this is a lot, but... How did Dis I don't know. Gender dysphoria is a real thing, and only less than one percent of the of the population have it. Explain so now, what is gender dysphoria? Meaning that you feel as though you're you like you you have the wrong parts in your body. Okay. That's only less than one percent. That's an actual thing that like actually is, but it's less than one percent of the population. So now you all don't of a think sudden. Now, all of a sudden, we have billions of people that think that they're the opposite sex. So you don't think that this is a spirit? I believe it is. I do yes and no. But I think it has a lot to do, if you think about it, how do we know that the spirit didn't lead us? Look at, look at the food industry. All right, so let's go back to the little boy that you saw at the bus stop today. So it did something inside of you. Oh, bad. I can't okay. stop thinking about it. So you don't think that there, there was a lack of discipline right there? In, and I'm not talking about discipline and, like, beat your kid. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But to say, no, baby, you are a boy. You're not a girl. You can't stop the truth. Right. Maybe. I definitely. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't I I don't know because I don't know those parents. Right. But I but because I, think I know we're what I'm making I say. things so easy for children to be so confused. Right. 
and so depressed and so anxiety ridden that now because you can't speak the truth you can't tell them in love what right 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 and it, i'm not talking we're not even talking about god right now but truth is truth right right you can't go around it right and so because you lack that as a parent now you've got these children dealing with suicidal thoughts. Right. Now you got to go to Bradley. Now you got to go to all these 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 hospitals. They are so jam packed. They can't keep up. Right. Absolutely. It, internet, I think, is the biggest issue. Come on. Because, I mean, we had the internet growing up when I became a teenager, right? But when I was little, we didn't have the internet. Mm. So I'm in that in that in that generation that didn't have the internet, but then had the internet. What generation are you? I'm millennial. Oh, okay. But I didn't have the internet until we, when did the internet come about? 2000, 99. Like I don't remember when internet. I just remember when it came. I was a teenager. I was coming into a teenager. Prior to that, we didn't have the internet. Mm. We just had word of mouth or in school now they have it right at their fingertips kids nine five six seven eight year olds have a cell phone with the internet which causes mental illness which is what you're just zoning out into the into things that you shouldn't be which is it a spirit yes i do believe it's a spirit but i believe that that spirit has laid it out over the food that we eat look at us we go down and we don't shop at shop our whole foods what god has given us to nourish our body we're putting in truth. junk food that distort our hormones and everything inside of us and then we're addicted to it we can't stop because cheese it's so good those are the worst things for you. No, I don't oh. eat them. my husband on the other hand if i take him to the supermarket he's like can we buy this i was like do you want to scan it to see what it does to your body? He's like, I hate shopping with you. <laughs> oh, like, remind me you... not to shop with him. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, do I think it's a spirit? Yeah, I think it, it's just lingering over all of those things, which then in turn is creating in our bodies right. something that we're not supposed to have, like this imbalance that we have. Mm. You know, the minerals, like we don't even have magnesium in our, in our food. Like we can't get magnesium and zinc anymore in our foods. True. Like, cause I remember, I remember just a couple of weeks ago, remember I was telling you, so there's one missionary I, I follow and she sent out this huge thing about food, right. which God had already started talking to me about it. Believe it or not, I've lost a lot of weight. I started really heavy, but and I'm still on my journey for those that are wondering. It doesn't look it right now because I'm on prednisone, but, uh, <laughs> but most of our food, fruits, fruits are banned in like 160 countries. Our meat is That's too. That's sick. Our meat is too. Let, don't even get me started on the meat. Like here I am thinking I'm eating good. I'm eating salmon. Yo, the chicken. I'm like, why do you think, why do you think I've been doing what I'm doing at my house? Homesteading, raising my own meat. Come on. Like we just got all our chickens in, all our turkeys, their babies, they're at home. Those are our meat birds. Like next year, either this year or next year, we're going to be doing pigs. Like I do not want to buy in the store anymore. I want to invest in a hydro system that does all my fruits and vegetables mm. because the amount of like before, back in the day, 50s, 60s, you could eat one apple, two apples, and you would get your nutrients from that apple. Yeah. You need to have like six apples Isn't to get that sick? one thing now. Why? Because of the stuff they're using. Because of the ground. Just in general, like the soil is bad. It's so bad. We're in a mess. I don't even know how we got here. How did we, I don't how know. Did we start talking about Who this? Who knows, but to anyways. be honest. But. So. 
Let's go back to what season three will be about. Who knows? After this episode, right? <laughs> like, we hopped everywhere today. Everywhere. Praise God. That was good, though. That was good. That was good. That was good. But different religions, different... We might even have different people on. I mean, we're definitely going to have Dina and Denise on. Maybe different people. Who knows? Maybe we'll have Denise again talking about something different. She had her testimony, and it was powerful. Mm. You know? She's another one. God is calling her to leadership. She's like, Lord, really? You know? She's a powerful person, though. Yeah. She's interesting. Like, the things that she says... Things that she knows. Mm -hmm. I think that it's just, it's going to be a good season. We're going to go with it. See where we go. Amen. What we talk about. Amen. So. Excited about it myself. I really am. This season I'm really excited about. Don't ask me why. It only took her three seasons to be excited about it. <laughs> 16 oh, episodes yeah. in. Yeah. I'm excited though. So let's see. Oh man. That's good. Okay. All right. Well, well, I would like to end with prayer, if that's okay. Yeah. My hands are sweaty. Huh? Because now it's your, hot in here. Your hands are sweaty. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whew, Holy Spirit. How we love you. How we love, Holy Spirit, when you magnify the sun. Mm. And Jesus, we love how you magnify the Father. This beautiful rhythm and rhyme thing that y'all got going on. Yeah. Jesus. Lord, we ask that you would touch every listener. Every listener, whether it's listening to a reel or mm. listening to the podcast in and of itself. Holy Spirit, touch their lives in a mighty way. Let names be recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. Jesus, I pray that those that are bound by maybe loneliness or you know past hurts or childhood traumas or whatever the case may be mm. molestation Jesus I pray that they would speak to you about it and that you Jesus would heal the brokenness I pray that you would even start to sever at the root those things, lift them up and out. Touch them, Jesus, with peace. Touch them with salvation. Give them a new mindset. Restore marriages. Restore children back to parents. Father, I pray that you would teach as only you can. That still small voice that speaks in the depths of who we are. Jesus, I pray that you would touch each listener you know what they need. You know what they long for. Meet them right where they are. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that was good. Amen. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, mm -hmm. put the notification bell on. But until next time, we're just kicking, kicking it with Jesus. Jesus. God bless you. <laughs>